1: Debbie is everything. Marketplace finding the talent is art. I'd say I leave it to them while I carve my name. Marketplace, marketplace. Debbie is everything. Marketplace finding the talent is art. I'd say I leave it to them while I carve my name. Hey,
0: welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Debbie Marketplace podcast. Kane, Shane, and Ellie back with you again today. We are talking about 2025 running backs. So get ready for that. Additionally, we are going to be talking. About as well, uh, all foods. We're just gonna do a draft of the best foods, all the foods out there. Um, I've decided that I'm gonna steal the 101.
2: Wow, I, I like how we just jumped to just all food. We, yeah, we, yeah, I think it's important. This is gonna get contentious.
0: I'm going to take the easiest possible pick at the 101. I'm going to take pizza. Pizza never hurt nobody. That's such a terrible pick.
1: What'd you say? That's such a terrible pick. No, it's not. Oh, my. Like, I could never eat pizza the rest of my life and it would not impact me whatsoever. It's so, it's, yeah. Yeah.
0: Pete's is incredible. Yeah. Go have a tuna steak, nerd.
1: <laughs> Sounds better. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Uh, yeah. Okay. Sure. It's whatever. the The voters The voters have not let me down recently. I think I've been the voice of the people. So. You mean Michael
0: Panderer Nelson? <laughs>
1: I will A-M. hear no such slander of my name. Um,
2: how how many rounds are we doing as we usually uh, <laughs> ask?
1: We usually go five.
2: I mean it's all foods. I think we got enough choices to uh, to make it work. Nelly, you want the one oh two or the
1: one or three? Um I will go one oh two. Okay. Give me sushi.
0: <laughs> you chose sushi and you thought that pizza was a bad pick.
1: Uh, yeah correct you did summarize it pretty well sushi is the best delicacy it's like if you want to go treat yourself sushi is the best way to go and treat yourself
0: like i love sushi but
1: come on man sushi's the best if i like death day meal sushi is my starting course death row meal i guess is the correct term i was looking for Yeah,
2: look i I think both I think both pizza and sushi are pretty good picks that, that I probably
0: I'm would. I'm just have hoping taken. I'm just hoping my pick comes back to me.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm kind of between three here, but my one of the three is easy for me. I'm gonna take tacos. I think tacos are versatile. It's you know, a good pick. They're bomb. And
1: uh, man, cause i I feel like because whatever chili. I don't,
2: <laughs> I go, Look, took the soup draft um, I feel like what I don't take is not coming back So I'm going to take burgers at the 201 Go tacos Perfect. and burgers A Good Great burger, start. good taco Can't
1: can't beat it Great start um, I'm going to go steak A little steak Is like I guess that's the other good like treat yourself meal. I don't know. I'm thinking about things like if I like cost is not an issue. I want to go and treat myself and just really enjoy myself. I'm going to get in sushi or I'm going to get in steak. Good ribeye, some nice marbled fat, nothing better. Some garlic butter. That was my other one. Steak tomorrow night.
0: That's That's good. So I'm pretty pumped. Oof. Now, this has me at the back to back here, which is tough. Uh, you're right, Shane. There's just too many foods.
2: I know. I know. This, this, is, so many, this is really I'm, hard. I'm going to get like, only. yeah. Uh, yeah, man. This, I'm, I'm thinking of just more than like, oh, yeah.
0: The problem is. I think of
2: like a hundred things. You know? Yeah, right. It's like what what do you actually take though? If you only have five
1: choices here. Oh, I've got I've got a couple locked and loaded.
0: And the problem is I can't just take hot dogs. Yeah, you
2: can.
1: <laughs> you should do it. Pair that up with your pizza. <laughs> wow, Nelly's coming in hard. <laughs>
0: Um I think I just honestly have to go with the heart here. Um here's, here's a question first. Can I draft just pasta?
1: Mm, oh that's that's a slippery slope. What if I decide to draft meat for my next pick? Where's the line? You, you did I, draft I... sushi. <laughs> and I did draft pizza.
2: That's fair. I mean, I, f- I I was definitely thinking more specific pastas. We are going to have a separate pasta d- dish draft at some point, as <laughs> Kane said last week on the show. So maybe just pasta is fine.
1: Do you have like a pasta subcategory, like an Italian pasta?
0: Yeah, I guess it would always be, it'd always be Italian, like traditional Italian.
1: What... Uh, Do this. What are your favorite like pasta dishes? Like, what comes to mind when you think about that?
0: Uh, So it'd be like a traditional carbonara, uh, spaghetti and meatballs, uh, lasagna, uh, uh, gnocchi. Even though that kind of is pasta, kind of isn't pasta. But like that line, right? Chicken Alfredo, like that line of pastas is yeah where my heart lives.
1: I think it's a solid pick.
0: Okay, Uh, I'm also going to take fried chicken.
1: Oh! The dagger! Boom! That's where I was going. Because that that encapsulates so much. Fried chicken sandwiches. Fried chicken. Like chicken nuggets. Chicken tenders. I I mean, we could even talk like chicken parm. God, I fucking love a good chicken parm.
0: The only thing that really (sighs) makes me swear is food.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what I found out that's, it, oh, that's it that, that's what I was going with in yeah. case my reaction didn't give that away that was a dagger mm-hmm. oh. alright I'm gonna go breakfast sandwich <laughs> breakfast sandwich breakfast sandwiches bacon egg and cheeses on bagels on croissants on biscuits sausage egg and cheese Pork roll, or, or, yeah, pork roll, egg and cheese. I mean, it's all breakfast sandwiches are so good. Breakfast is the best meal of the day when you do it right. And, and breakfast I'm sandwiches are such an integral part of that. Oh, I'm not either. I'm just very passionate about that. Sounds like Shane is arguing.
2: With I, you. I am surprised. It's like,
0: it's not a, it's not a, a, a 302 pick,
1: but like, it's a, it's solid. Oh, see, I live for breakfast sandwiches. I love that. Like I'm mm, so good. All right, I'm proud for you. Uh, yeah. See, you can't accuse me of being a pander. I drop from my heart. Sometimes not my not. heart is just good.
2: <laughs> That's fair. Um. All right, three o three. I'm going chocolate.
0: Ugh, good pick.
2: It's got it's got to go in this draft. It's Yo. it's so good. Um. Plus, you got. I feel like you gotta get a little dessert in there too, you know. And then four hundred one, I'm going Curry. I'm going Curry at four hundred one. Highly underrated. It's a good pick. People play. know Curry get Curry. Yeah, I think it deserves to go in this draft. Curry tonight.
1: Yes. Oh, I think you opened up a bit of a box with going chocolate. What you feel I feel like I gotta go dessert here. No, oh, yeah, I have a, I have two slam dunks. I'm gonna go ice cream. I think that's another Stop. pick from the heart. Uh, ice cream super versatile. You can get soft serve. You can get hard ice cream. You can get so many different flavors depending on what you're craving. I used to make it in high school. a Fantastic ice cream chef. Head ice cream Stop. chef at my local Stop. ice cream parlor. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
2: It's a show. We get the we get the head ice cream chef every time.
1: <laughs> Ice cream is a slam dunk pick here. All
2: right, Kane. What's your What's your two? I'm ready.
0: So this is what's tough for me, right? Do I continue the the broader categories, or do I really narrow down into something? You know what I mean. Uh. And I also want to make a Lord of the Rings joke, but i it's just sitting right there. <laughs> she knows exactly what I would have
2: picked for that joke. Yeah, yeah.
0: boil them, mash them, put them in a stew. But... <laughs> I'm going to take... I'm going to take cookies.
1: That's a pretty solid pick. Because cookies are home runs. The,
0: the warm chocolate chip Cookie, like, on honestly, like if you went like head to head, right, and you were like, would you rather have like a bar of chocolate, or like, you know, a chuck a warm chocolate chip cookie? I think the chocolate chip cookie wins every time.
2: Look, like, yeah, look. Like- you need my chocolate for it. So we try to combine yeah. for it
1: for What if it's a like snickerdoodle? Pick, I'm
0: taking sugar. No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm taking like flour.
0: Um, uh, I'm in shambles here. I knew I needed a dessert. Um, yeah. What's my team again? Just this team is good. Pizza, Pizza, pasta,
2: fried chicken, and cookies. Oh my god, that's incredible! That's a, that's a good <laughs> team right there.
0: Um, yeah, that is a really good team.
2: Uh, if you make a good pick here, I think you take the draft. I really do.
1: Yeah, I think I think Shane's right. No pressure. That's... Yeah, no pressure. Don't screw it up.
2: But. <sighs> That's always my favorite comments when they're like Shane lost it in the fifth round like, <laughs> I appreciate like, that the in depth yeah. analysis is always the best. This is funny,
0: <laughs> so I have pizza, pasta, fried chicken, and cookies, yeah, I had to write it down, so I remember so I have kind of some you know I double dipped in the Italian food in the yeah. uh in the pasta pizza. But I'm not mad about that. I think they're incredible. Fried chicken just gets me.
2: Case K- uh, is breaking my, down we, his team before this. Oh, last he day. feels
1: he feels so much pressure trying to make this decision. And He's I'm, stalling so I'm much. Yeah. Um,
0: I I think I know where I'm gonna go, and it doesn't <laughs> feel great. Do go, it. I go go, just, go with your heart. This is this truly is a a heart pick, unfortunately. Um, because I know what I want to pick, but that won't play well on the pool.
1: Oh, so you're pandering?
0: No, because it's still so. <laughs> I would, in the grand scheme of things, I probably would draft potatoes. Um, but, I but I think people just see it as like just potatoes,
1: and they're like, "What? They're nothing about fries and mashed potatoes. They're nothing." I don't. The whole I thing. don't think they
0: think about like the whole nine yards. Right. You know I what think I mean. You need to
2: be more specific.
0: Which is a problem. Um, but if anyone knows me, there is one snack that I have a greater affinity for than anything else in this universe, and that is the pure and humble
1: potato chip.
2: Oh, all right. That's pretty good. That's pretty good.
1: no, I typed that into our Discord rather than our draft sheet.
0: Yeah, it's fun to just write potato chips into the trade questions, chat.
2: <laughs> <laughs> did you know the trade questions? I did. Yeah, yeah. someone's
0: asking a serious question.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna reply to Kev with potato chip in the Discord. Now. Uh, I have no idea until this comes out. Why potato chip that.
0: doesn't feel great, but I think potato chip is a top ten
1: food. Ooh, no! To me, I'm glad you went with your heart, but I, I don't think that last statement is correct. That's all right. Um, I've got. I've got a pick lined up. I think it might suffer the potato consequence of playing on the graphic not well. Uh, I'm going shellfish. Um, That gives me lobster. That gives me crab. That gives me shrimp. That gives me clams, oysters, mussels. That gives me scallops. (laughs) Like that's a – I mean –
2: yeah, this is this 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 whole draft is off the rails. It's just pasta and shellfish. You just get like a bountiful fifty types of shellfish. No,
0: if you I want if you want plays. me to, Nelly, I'll 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 just put no, mine as fine. potato.
2: Like I don't really no. care. They're the same. No, no. no. You, you made your pick. What are you doing here? Yeah, you, you can get specific. It's fun.
1: No, and people may punish me for picking shellfish, but the thing with shellfish is I can't. I'm I'm not going to be able to pick my favorite one. They're so they're so unique and distinct between shrimp. them, and it's rotating between them is all so good. Shrimp is shrimp is certainly near the top, but sometimes you need a good clam. Sometimes you need a good crab leg. Like it's such a it's such a uh, rich group. I think for me, sushi, steak, and and shellfish. If I could eat that on a three-day rotation every single day the rest of my life, I would be living lavish.
2: The, the shellfish allergy people are not going to be voting Melly though.
1: And I apologize to them because they're really missing out.
2: <laughs> like, I think you guys left a really good pick on the board. And I'm taking it here with, with Mr. Relevant. And that's cheese. <laughs> cheese is so good. And... It's one of the best foods that like exist. So I'm going cheese. All every cheese, all the cheese. We can like all the shellfish and all the pasta. I'm taking all the cheese. It's mine.
1: No, that's fair. Do you have a do you have a top three favorite cheeses for the people?
2: It's t- I, I I actually like some like the weird cheeses. I got some burrata sitting in the fridge right now. Ooh. You know, like so. I, I but I'm a Gouda fan. That's probably my favorite. But um, and I, I like I like spicy cheeses as well been a little while since i've had some but like a you know monterey cheddar's good um you know cl- classic classic like cheddar cheese you can't go wrong it, i don't i don't know if i've run into like a cheese that
1: i hate you know no that's a that's a that's a beautiful pick that's a great pick cheese is integral to my third pick breakfast sandwiches you can't have a breakfast sandwich without good complimentary cheese
2: yeah, it's so. like integral to a lot of these. Like, you know, I feel like burgers and pasta, tacos and pizza, even. Uh, tacos get some things. cheese in them. Yeah, uh, cheese is involved in a lot of these.
1: No, it's a good pick. It's a good pick.
2: So what the, I'll, I'll read the teams off. You can vote. We only have a couple more weeks to to have Twitter votes on this, so <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll let it out while we can. Um, Kane's team is pizza, pasta, fried chicken, cookies, and potato chips. Nelly is sushi, steak, breakfast sandwiches, ice cream, and shellfish. And my team is tacos, burgers, chocolate, curry, and cheese.
1: I think it's going to be a close vote. I don't think this will be a runaway like last week was.
2: Yeah, I I, th- I think all three teams are pretty strong. I, I do think Kane's going to take it.
1: Yeah. Fantasy Twitter is going to love his picks.
2: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, that, that is true. But the fried chicken's gonna get some, uh yeah, it's gonna get some on there. So,
1: oh, well, I was going for, I had fried chicken locked and loaded, ready to go.
2: Yeah, I like, I like, he's like, I literally prepared for the two other drafts that he gave us, and not that one. So <laughs> cool. it keeps us on my toes. I know. I'm, just, I'm like, oh, the the one I was like, this is too much. We're not doing. There's no way we're doing this because that's just too much stuff. So. That's right. I think it came out came out well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, go vote and come join the Discord so that you can vote once you can no longer vote on Twitter. Yeah. Thanks Elon.
0: All right, let's just get in into uh 2025 running backs. Now, I think this is a really really fun uh conversation because there's some uh very good running backs in this Class. And some that, you know, are pretty exciting as well. I think at the top, um, these two are gonna be compared, I think, until they both enter the NFL. You know, that's Quinchon Judkins out of Ole Miss and Nicholas Singleton out of Penn State. Uh now in our rankings they both come out to the same tier. Um, one just slightly ahead of the other. Um so, Shane, film perspective, uh, Judkins out of Ole Miss, Singleton out of Penn State. Like, who has the edge? And then kind of when the NFL is looking at them as a whole, um, who do you think is, is kind of viewed as a more special running back?
2: I think it's interesting because I think they're two very different running backs. I think Nicholas Singleton has that kind of height, weight, speed. You know, he definitely looks like an NFL running back when he's running the football but is a lot more inconsistent. I think a lot more unpolished. Um, but being you know 230 pounds, he's probably going to be a a, a a you know four four running back. Like that's really impressive. So I think from a flash perspective, when we get to the NFL, if Singleton's good, but he's sharing carries, which we'll talk about in a bit, and you know inconsistent production. I think for, uh, f- as a freshman, whereas I think Quinshawn Judkins did a lot of the little things well. He has really good feet. He has very good vision. I mean, very advanced for how young he is. Both these guys are 19 years old right now. We're 18 last season. And I think Judkins is doing things that most NFL running backs aren't doing in terms of seeing a hole and exploding through a hole and keeping his contact balance through contact. You know, he, he's just really, really sound in all, all of those things. But, you know, I don't think he has that explosive home run ability that Singleton does. So I think you're kind of picking your poison. I think Jedikin's a little bit safer. I, I don't think he ends up doing nothing, you know, but, um, you know, Singleton might be a little more of that upside downside play.
0: Nelly, kind of statistics wise, if we're kind of looking at the analytics here, uh, who who has the edge for you? And, or is it just basically like, if I could have either plus a little bit, Right from the other, it's worth it.
1: Yeah, I think your latter point is probably where I lean. I mean, I have these guys six and seven in my Debbie rankings. Uh Singleton being six. I give him the slight edge because while he didn't outperform Judkins, Judkins actually outperformed him by uh, five hundred yards this season, give or take. Um I th- think Singleton has the higher ceiling because he has that athletic upside at, at at the size that he is. Um, And he was the top running back in the country as a recruit coming in. Pedigree has, has shown to matter to a certain extent, just in terms of turning it into draft capital. Uh, But don't get me wrong. Judkins is also stud. I mean, he put up 1500 yards as a true freshman in the sec running alongside Zach Evans. Like that's a very strong data point that this is a really good running back and he's, he's 220 pounds. You know, he's got great size. He's shown the ability to to catch the ball out of the backfield as well as a freshman. So you can't really go wrong with these guys. Yeah, I think, you know, I give
0: the slight edge to Singleton just because, you know, I want a solid running back that also has that home run potential. Um, And that's what I think uh, Singleton has over Judkins. Is that true home run potential? Like, like Shane was saying, um, you know, we move into this kind of next set, and I think it's three relatively interesting running backs that are all very, very different. Um, you have Katron Allen out of Penn State, um, another good running back out of Penn State. What a shock. Uh, Branson Robinson out of Georgia. Who would have thought that there's going to be another big-bodied Georgia running back? Uh, and then Trevor E.T. the running back out of Florida, which is... Uh, Travis, Etienne's younger brother. Shane, is it worth trying to put these all in one group, or do you want to split them out one by one here?
2: No, I, I think putting them all in one group is fair. I mean, I'm I'm definitely significantly higher, I think, on this whole group than than Nelly and our Debbie rankings. But um, I think I'll have. Superstar, you know, top fifty NFL draft capital potential. Uh, I think K. Allen's underrated because he is with Singleton. But there are definitely some games where I watched Penn State and I was like, I think this guy's the better back. Like he 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 has a lot of that a uh, lot of that vision, a lot of the strength through traffic down. Um, and Branson Robinson from Georgia, we got to see him against TCU in the national championship game, really dominate. So I think he leads that backfield. Uh, and Trevor Etienne. We were on the show. We were talking about Montreau Johnson, but I still think it's a good player. Trevor Etienne is a true freshman, eight, just turned 18 years old. I mean, essentially beat him out like he was that talented. So I think you have three talented backs at three blue blood programs that all three have NFL talent. Uh, it's just, you know, we, we have to see him do it. I want to see, is Robinson going to lead the backfield? Is he actually going to do something in the season? Is Etienne going to keep this going? Is he dynamic enough? It's not maybe quite his brother. Is he dynamic enough? And can k Allen overcome having Nick Singleton in the same backfield?
0: Nelly, all, all three of these guys really started to uh, get a more significant run, you know, the further we went on to the season here. Um, how do you kind of split the three of them up kind of analytically, especially when they're in a crowded backfield, right? Difficult to... uh Difficult to sometimes parse that out, especially in especially a running back room like Georgia, right, where they don't ever give kind of that lead back, kind of those lead back carries we see on other teams. Um, but I think all three of them are going to be in at least somewhat of a, of a split backfield. How do you kind of look at that analytically?
1: Like, what kind of metrics do we need to be looking at? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I think with a split backfield like this, especially when we have some names that we know and have kind of a baseline understanding of their talent uh, in terms of the other backs in the backfield, uh, looking at their efficiency uh, with, with respect to those backfield mates is, is a good way to gauge that talent. So like a guy like Kaytron Allen uh, was, was less efficient on his touches than, than Nick Singleton was, and they, and they had a similar number of touches. So to me, that tells me, on, on the sample that we have that Nick singleton's probably more talented than k John Allen, obviously, as the sample increases, the confidence there can increase things can change as well, and it's not an end all be all that 's just kind of how how I evaluate those numbers um, same with ETM we have Montreal Johnson who shane mentioned they're basically split backfield, looking at the efficiency as, of those two as as they move forward will will be a good indication of of ETN's talent. I think Robin Branson Robinsons is a really interesting case here. I think he is the guy that's most likely to enter that tier of two guys that we've talked about, right? I think he has the highest ceiling out of these guys. Uh, if he comes out, if he wins this Georgia backfield job, which he's he's capable of, especially with the upperclassmen dealing with injuries this off season, we just also have the smallest sample from him. We didn't see him until the end of the season, and and the sample that we have is tiny. So, and there are other talented young backs there too as well. So he has the most ground to make up, I would say, in terms of the talent he has to beat out to to earn a significant role. But I I also think he has the talent to do it.
0: No, I'm I'm with you there. I think Branson Robinson. If we had to pick who would go into that top tier by the end of this coming season, Branson Robinson's probably that guy, right? That that is going to be with those top two. I think it's really difficult. Um, a to put Catron Allen in there to assume that there's two top backs from the same, you know, the same school, um, fighting for carries, and I think Trevor Etienne kind of has an uphill battle. Um, with Montrell Johnson just still being at Florida. Um, So, I I don't know. I think it's tough. Um, After those three guys, we really enter a a weird spot. Um, You know, we have guys that I really like that, you know, like Travante Citizen. I really like Travante Citizen, and I wish he was healthy. Uh, He had another setback on the knee that, gives us just a complete cloud on where to kind of place him. After that, you have two guys that, you know, have made some significant progress. They're their freshman years here. You have Damian Martinez and Jaden Ott. Um how do you view those two guys, Shane?
2: Look, I I like Damian Martinez a lot. I think he had a a solid season at Oregon State is gonna be the starting running back in that backfield if it was a if this was oregon instead of oregon state i think he'd probably be 20 spots higher like he's he's a legitimate running back who carried that offense a lot of the time last season and now you have an intriguing offense with dju like things might open up for martinez i think he's pretty underrated and Jaden ott's one of those players i feel like i'm alone on now like the Cal running back situation has gotten a lot more complicated and, but Jay not as a true freshman, again, really dominated the pac 12. I think it's going to be hard to keep him off the field, even if they have other good running backs there. So um, we'll see what happens. But to me, it's like, you know, even, even Byron Cardwell going there from Oregon, I think Jay Knott's still going to get a lot of play and uh, good receiving back does a lot of the little things. Well, I think these are two guys that, once again, if they had been at bigger schools and done what they did, we'd be talking about them a lot more.
0: I, I agree with you. Nelly, how are you looking at those two guys? Are, are they pretty similar for you?
1: Um, I have Martinez a tier above. Uh, um, it, it's, it's interesting. Uh, you mentioned we have – it's basically we have like many tiers here, but there's a pretty massive tier of guys who produced as a freshman and guys who – Flashed out of as freshmen, but are like slightly higher profile play, play for higher profile teams. Uh, I, I think Martinez leads this tier, though. I think he was he was very productive as a freshman. He's a big back. He put on another twenty pounds this offseason. I say he's up to like two hundred thirty pounds. I think Oregon State's also a top twenty-five program this year. Uh, Jonathan Smith is a good coach. That offense, as you said, with DJU is going to be competent. That defense is good, and the Pac-12 is is very like they can compete in the Pac-12 pretty easily. So I think, I think with that potential success can come more high-profile um, views for, for Damian Martinez. It's an interesting case because he was also pretty productive and he was a really good receiver out of the backfield. Um, it's just Cal is kind of head in the opposite direction of Oregon State. And so it's just tough to see a team that seems to want to bring more backs into the backfield – while simultaneously likely being uh, in losing game scripts most of the time, it, it's tough to see how Jaden Ock can kind of continue to take steps forward.
0: Totally makes sense. Shane, if you had to pick one guy that we haven't mentioned yet, um, you know, to either break out or to gain significant value here in this coming season, who would you be uh, placing your chips on?
2: I'm going to pound the table for someone that I, I think has gotten left behind by the Debbie community, and I'm I'm sick of it. And that's Relique Brown, the running back for USC. I know they brought in Marshawn Lloyd, but if you watch that bowl game against Tulane, I mean, Relique Brown looked like an NFL running back. He is he was electric. He's catching the football. He was out there, you know, wide open on passes, um, getting to the edge. Like, I, I was super impressed, and I immediately, you know, Popped him up my board, and I don't think people were taking him in Debbie drafts. <laughs> like, like I, I, I love getting him just at the end of the draft. I think he's a, an electric runner who is going to be a perfect fit for. He's a perfect fit for the system. I think he's going to be the best running back on the roster. As much as I like Marshawn Boyd, um, I, I think he's someone to consider as the NFL starts moving to some of these smaller running backs. Uh, really, Brown, you know, five eight, one eighty five he can still, he can still get it done. So last round stab. If if Lee Brown's there, I'd take him.
0: Nelly, who's your guy that you kind of would expect to gain some value here?
1: Oh, geez. Uh, this tier is so tough to, to decipher. I'm going to stick true to my rankings. Actually, I'm going to go with Dallin Hayden running back at Ohio state. Um, this is a long haul name here because he, he's going to be behind Mayan Williams and, um, and Trevion Henderson this year, both those guys are likely draft-bound. They haven't really brought in anyone at Ohio State, so he's going to step into his third year in 2024 and be the lead back for a, a perennial top-five team in Ohio State. And he, he had some opportunity as a true freshman this past year, which kind of came unexpectedly. It was, it was due to injury. Both those guys I named dealt with injury, and he delivered. He was very, very good for them um, when he got his opportunity. And I don't think he's going to be someone who's not going to see the field this upcoming year because I think he's just too talented to keep off of it. He's going to be the third guy most likely in that backfield. But injuries happen. Um, so I, I think he's going to kind of stay under the radar this year. I think this year in Debbie drafts, you can get him for very cheap. I think you'll be able to get him in the fifth round of Debbie drafts, C2C C two drafts, maybe even a little bit later, depending on on how – I don't know, he's he's not really being talked about because it's not exciting for this year, but I think in the long run, he, he's a guy with immense upside.
0: I'm going to stick to kind of a, a C2C, CFF name here that I think is going to gain some value, and that's Tavoris Jones, uh, the running back at Missouri. Um, just a, a solid running back. I think this is the time where he gets a better chance to uh, get a bigger spot in that backfield. And I think if he does that, man, like, Missouri, I don't know if they're necessarily going to get better in the east side of the SEC, right? But at least they're playing in some really big games, and they're, you're going to get a lot of eyes on, on Tavoris Jones if he plays well. Um, so that's my guy right now. Any uh, additional names that we need to bring up here? I know we could talk Andrew Paul, Caleb Johnson, um, you know, Amari and Hampton, all those sort of guys. Who else do we need to talk about?
2: Well, you, you want to talk about Andrew Paul Nelly? I feel like you need to.
1: Yeah, I think he's worth mentioning. I have him pretty high. Um, from from, Georgia. I think the Georgia backfield is open for. Yeah, Georgia running back, same class as Branson Robinson, who we talked about earlier. I think that backfield is is open for the taking, and he was reportedly ahead, running ahead of Branson Robinson last off season before he tore his ACL. So I believe the talent's there, right? I think that's an indication. I believe the way that he rose, rose up recruiting rankings is an indication. I, I think he gets an opportunity at some point. And Georgia running backs are generally good bets, right? All you need is like one year of pretty good production in the NFL. It's like, oh, wow, like this is a Georgia running back. So I, I think it's a relatively safe pick if you're looking for a Debbie payoff in the end as well. And I think everything I just said applies to Jim Marion Miller at Alabama as well.
2: Yeah, one name I'll bring up, I think, I think Nelly actually turned me on to him, and then I watched the Arkansas Bowl game, and and it's like, oh, yeah, is is Rashad Dabinian, the running back at Arkansas, who's backing up Rocket Sanders, who's probably going to be a top 50 pick in the NFL draft, but against Kansas. I mean, he, he ran for 112 yards, two touchdowns, uh, had a couple good receptions. He's 210 pounds, like very solidly built back in the SEC. It's always a name worth keeping on your radar. Love
0: that pull. Perfect. Well, that uh, concludes our uh, 2025 running backs here. Shane, do you want to teach us something before we go
2: into our buys and sells? I do. The history minute today is going to be about the siege of Tenochtitlan. Uh, so if if you know, this was a siege by the Spanish conquistadors against the Aztecs and the conquistadors no, no engineers with them, right? They're there to like conquer land, but they they're doing the siege to take over the Aztec capital, and they wanted a, a trebuchet, you know, to fire long distance. So they're like, well, we don't have anyone that knows how to build it, but we can make it up, right? Like we can do it. So they build this trebuchet, and they're like, all right, ready to go. They load it up, and they fire one shot. It fires one shot directly into the air, which comes straight back down and blows up the trebuchet, and uh, was a complete and massive failure. And we actually know about it because not only did the conquistadors write about this failure, but the Aztecs saw it and also wrote about the failure. That's how much of a massive failure it was. So make sure you bring the engineers with you if you're going to war.
1: Got to keep the nerds close by.
2: Exactly.
1: <laughs> uh, let's go to our buys and sells here. Uh,
0: who wants to go first?
2: I, I can go first. Um my buy, I, it's a name I bring up every once in a while, a, kind of a deep, a deep cut in in Debbie, and, and I brought it up when we did our 2024 series, but that's Frank Gore Jr., the running back out of Southern Miss, I still, it's Frank Gore's son, he broke the bull record for most rushing yards in a bull game ever, he's gonna get drafted into the NFL, like, just, just just if someone has them on a Debbie roster, you could trade nothing for him, pick them up in, in a last round or two. I think Frank Gore jr. is going to be a good CFF asset. I think it's C2C. He's a guy to go get. Like I think Frank Gore jr. Is a buy-in almost to every type of league that exists. Uh, so I'm going to keep pushing his name out there. And my, myself, you know, we talked Nick Singleton. I think he's extremely talented. I, 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 do have, I think I have more of a worry of that Penn State backfield. I like Keatron Allen more. So I almost lean towards selling Nick Singleton, maybe similar to Trey Henderson. Like, you know, obviously Trey Henderson had the injury, but it, Nick Singleton, if he does have a little bit of a down year or is not getting as many carries as Ktron Allen, I think Nick Singleton's Debbie value could go down. I think it'll get back up there before the NFL. I think he's, Nick Singleton will still be an NFL asset. But I might look to sell him if you need NFL assets. I think he's a good sell because I think the value perception might be higher than the value reality. In my unknown, we talked about him on the, the second podcast, uh, which you can catch by joining the Discord, is uh, Kyle McCord, the quarterback at Ohio State, seemingly more likely to win the starting job. And I think if he wins the starting job at Ohio State, then Kyle McCord becomes probably a buy. Um, but the window's probably tight. Ohio State, Ryan Day, every quarterback he's coached, the, the last three, Dwayne Haskins, Justin Fields, and now CJ's Stroud, all first-round picks. Kyle McCord probably has a good shot to be a first-round pick in the NFL draft. Um, but, you know, there's still a chance that he loses the job to Devin Brown. So uh, I, I, I don't know if if I want to buy now uh, or pay up for the safety once he wins the job. Uh, but So Kyle McCord, a little bit on that unknown
1: side. Nelly, how about you? Yeah, I'm actually going to stick with the 2025 running backs. so go a little bit deeper. Uh, my sell is going to be Jadon Blue, who we didn't really talk about at Texas. This is probably my monthly sell of Jadon Blue on this podcast. Um, it, it was brought to the forefront, yet again, with Jonathan Brooks, a fellow Texas running back, coming back from injury and instantly going back to running with the ones. Um He's, he's someone who's going to have to transfer out. He's got Jonathan Brooks ahead of him. He's got Cedric Baxter nipping at his heels behind him as the top incoming freshman running back. It's just he's he's out there on every single Debbie or in every single debut Div- league on a roster. Um, there are still people that believe in the talent out there, and the talent might be there, right? But it, it, he's got a long road, long road ahead to to regaining any sort of Debbie relevance. So if I have him, I'm selling for any sort of Debbie pick and just re-rolling there. Um my buy is going to be Ollie Gordon at Oklahoma State. Uh he's another he's a he's bigger back. Like he's 6'2, like 220 um off the top of my head. Um had a had an up and down freshman year at Oklahoma State. Uh, but he was a he was a high four star running back recruit. Uh, maybe not high four-star, but a four-star running back recruit. So he's someone who's probably going to take over that backfield as they get going. And Oklahoma State is – I don't know what they're doing offensively, but they lost all their wide receivers. They lost Spencer Sanders. I don't know who's starting at quarterback. They're going to have to rely on the run game a lot more moving forward. And I think that that provides some upside ability for Ollie Gordon if he can really take the reins there. And he's pretty cheap. Um, My unknown is the the UNC backfield – uh, North Carolina, uh, they have a couple guys in Marion Hampton, George Padaway, who were high high uh, recruits, uh, Debbie names probably on most Debbie uh, rosters. Um, neither guy exploded last year. Both guys flashed, uh, but they had a, a couple other backs that were um, lesser known, like kind of take over the backfield by the end of the year. Um that being said, new offensive coordinator this year, it's kind of a reset. I don't know what's gonna happen there. One of those guys might emerge, neither might emerge. They might transfer out, but I, I don't I don't know. I think a new OC at least brings some potential excitement.
0: Um, so my buy is late Devi picks. Now, if if you are in a in a Devi league where there is no cap, um to the amount of Devys drafted i would be trying to get a late devy pick put into each trade that i receive Uh, always trying to get even if it's fifth rounders and have as many dart throws as possible Uh, because like shane talked about either last week or the week before right that 24 class is top heavy i think devy drafts are just top heavy right now um but i'd I'd love to have those top guys, but also have all the dart throws at the end um, to have that quantity as well. Uh, my sell is Darnell Mooney. Now, obviously, I don't think you can get a lot for him, but heck, I'd even sell for a 24 or 25 second. Um, get out of it at some point, uh, because there's gonna still going to be some believer in... Not only that Justin Fields is going to continue to progress, but also that he's got to have multiple weapons. And in that same vein, my unknown stock is Cole Komet. Um, they add Robert Tunyon, not that he, you know, stays healthy or anything, uh, but that makes it very confusing for what they want Cole Komet's role to be. Um, cause now they have three wide receivers. Well, two and a half if you count uh, Chase Claypool. Um so, I, I think it's tough, right, what Cole Komet's going to be in this offense. Um, so, he's currently my unknown stock. Either of you guys have any final thoughts?
2: No. Uh, it's good stuff. I think it's it a good show. I'm excited for receivers next week.
1: Perfect. Chase Claypool's a top three wide receiver in the NFL.
2: He did say that one, that
1: one point. Oh, I thought Not that, too long I was, ago.
0: <laughs> I was wondering if you went to the Senior Bowl and that was a Jim Nagy tweet.
1: <laughs> no, that was straight from Chase Claypool's mouth.
0: Well, that's fun. Um, but on behalf of us here at the Debbie Marketplace, just wanted to say thank you so much for listening and uh, make sure you join the Discord.